to another episode of the Live to Accomplish podcast by Nathan Shooter. For more inspiring content, blogs and videos, visit NathanShooter.com. Hey everyone and welcome to 2017 and welcome also to the very first blog and podcast edition for the year. I'm super pumped that you came across and joined me today and I know that we're going to have a really good time in this episode talking about things that are going to be super useful uh, for the year to come. Uh, I really hope that you had a really good relaxing holiday time and that over the Christmas and New Year period you enjoyed just relaxing and chilling out, putting your feet up and enjoying the company of friends and family. I know I certainly did and my sister and I were able to spend three weeks traveling through Europe And so we checked out Spain and France and Italy, and man, it was just incredible. We had a really great time. I know I enjoyed most being offline, and um, just the sheer amount of art and culture and history, it's just mind-blowing. So it was a really great way to to feed my creative soul and um, come back ready and refreshed and really hungry to go back, to be honest. But seriously, Australia is one of the most beautiful places to call home, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So we're going to be tackling some pretty awesome stuff today. I love talking about goals, and I love talking about the future, but that's not what we're here to do on this episode specifically. So I know for me, I like to look at all the new things and what's next, and I sometimes just forget that I need to look back to be able to look forward. So no doubt by now you would have seen hundreds, literally hundreds of um, social media articles or things in the news even about goal setting and about New Year's resolutions and should we set them or should we not set them or what are the top ones that people are setting or what are the main ones people are failing at. So goal setting itself is a task that we very often associate with the beginning of the year. And it's for a good reason, you know, we're on the very first clean white page of a 12 chapter book. But just pause for a moment and just imagine if there were clues hiding in the past year that hinted at what we could achieve this year. And this is where self-evaluation comes into it. When we review our past year, it can unlock all sorts of amazing insights and useful insights that might otherwise go completely unnoticed. So we need to resist the temptation to resist the temptation of going straight for the goals. So for me, um, the process of goal setting is one that I love, but it's almost impossible to do without first reviewing and reflecting on the year that has been. So I do this system of reviewing because it provides me with the wisdom and the information to make solid, well-informed choices for the year ahead. So don't get sucked in. Don't get um, you know seduced by setting shiny goals straight away. I want you to encourage you to do your review first and then set your goals because it's the really valuable insights that you unearth during the evaluation process which give you the foundation or the baseline, if you like, for you to set your new goals and to put them upon. So you wouldn't just go up to a builder and say, can you build me a house and not give them a plan? You'd give them a reference point or some kind of foundation to work from. In the same sense, that's what we need to do with our goals. We need to look back to be able to look forward. All right, so if, if I had to hazard a guess, just say, just like a wild guess, I'd say that maybe, perhaps 70% of us, honestly don't take the time 
or at least don't have a clear system to review our year once it comes to a close. We kind of just wipe the sweat off our brow and go, phew, glad that was over. Or yeah, we made some amazing wins this year. Now it's Christmas. But honestly, if you and I are genuine in our desire to live and to perform better in the coming year, then I encourage us to both pause and contemplate and be part of this small percentage, the people who actually want to analyze the past so they can better excel at the future. And if this is not something that you've ever thought about, don't worry. If you're a first timer, it's too easy. We can do this. So if you've never done one, you've got nothing to lose, yet everything to gain. So the other thing too is I sometimes talk to people about whether they're unsure of doing this on their own or what questions to ask or how long should I take to do it. But what I say to them is just don't complicate it. Let's not overthink it and just start at the start. So if you're not sure if you can tackle this on your own as well, why not enlist the help of a, say, a close friend or a family member, someone who at least understands you well and someone who wants the best for you, but on top of that, really importantly, knows how to ask quality questions. And so what I've done is I've looked at all the common things over the last couple of years that I've asked myself and kind of distilled it down to what are the most what are the three key components that I think about for the year that's been? And I come up with this and I put it into a toolkit, which I want to give away free to you. So all you need to do is to head over to nathanshooter.com forward slash blog forward slash 11. And then you'll find this free um, toolkit PDF that you can have for um, your use. Okay. So how do I evaluate my year or how should you evaluate your year? There's no set hard and fast rule about how one should think about the past or to to think about how to extract information from the past 12 months. But to make it simple, I've um, created this system for myself. So it basically eliminates any excuses that I have for not doing it. I kind of trick myself into keeping it simple so I can trick myself into doing it. And um, rather than being overwhelmed, I want you to be able to think that doing a year review is something that should be natural. It should be a really natural conclusion to a 12-month period of your life. So I've created this um, system, which I call a three-canvas system, and this is what I use to approach my evaluation. Okay, canvas one. So just imagine for a moment you're in a room and there's three canvases on three different easels, all spaced apart, And so you're looking at the very first canvas, and if you can imagine your mind written on that one is called moments, then come across to the middle canvas, you see the word painted on there, methods. Then on the the third one, you find the word mindsets. So it's by no mistake that um, they're really simple because again, I want to set you up and myself up to win. All right, so canvas one, moments. This is the, the moment where we celebrate accomplishments. This is the canvas where we get to paint and throw everything on it, which is all related to achievement. And if you're anything like me, you might have a tendency to overlook the things you've done or to minimize the achievements that you've, you've created. And we often do this for two reasons. 
So the first reason is sometimes we are just honestly onto the next thing. So we get shiny new things and we like, oh, become really obsessed with that and we forget about yesterday. And we get focused perhaps on what's next because we like being, you know, always being aware of what's coming with the future and being up to date with the latest things. Or we just don't like simply talking about yesterday because that's old hat. And then the second reason sometimes we forget or don't celebrate moments is because we think that maybe, maybe just people will think we're a bit proud if we celebrate our achievements. But I want to encourage you and I to not see that as valid because it is honestly not about self-adulation, but it's actually about giving yourself a genuine, humble sense of satisfaction from seeing the reward um, come into fruition. So, you know, like seeing the effort you put in becoming fruitful. So two things. So let's not maybe just be on to the what's new and what's next, um, being distracted by all the latest and greatest. And two, let's not fall into the trap of thinking that somehow we're arrogant if we want to celebrate our wins. Because it doesn't matter if our wins are partial or complete, they're worth celebrating. And one of the reasons why I sometimes have to force myself to slow down, to acknowledge and to celebrate the wins is because it's a really great way to add momentum. It's a really good, healthy way to boost um, your confidence to keep on going. So a lot of the time we just don't realize how significant some of the accomplishments really were until we examine them, until we blow the dust off them and, and find them. So be encouraged, go and spend some time perhaps this week to go through and unearth all of the little things that you've done or some of the big things you've done that have resulted in accomplishments and achievements that maybe you've forgotten about. So Canvas One is all about moments, finding those really celebratory moments that you can just find joy and fulfillment from. Franklin Roosevelt said this, he said, happiness lies in the joy of achievement and in the thrill of creative effort. And I love that um, statement for a couple of reasons. And the first one is the joy of achievement. You know, like the first part he says there is that joy or happiness or fulfillment or, you know, that complete sense of like satisfaction from achievement. It actually does give you an emotional positive response. So it's not just about ticking things off your list in that functional practical sense. It's actually meant to give you joy. So if ticking things off your list isn't giving you a sense of joy, maybe you should either, you know, try and induce some sense of joy if you can, or maybe consider setting some new accomplishments that actually are going to give you that positive um, kick that you need. And then the last or the second half rather of Roosevelt's statement is the thrill of creative effort. I know that um, effort is also linked to methods. And this brings us to the other canvas that's sitting in front of us in this in this room. Canvas number two is methods, discovering what worked. So philosopher and novelist George Satania, uh, who passed in 1952, was a great writer. He said it really succinctly when I said this. He said, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Wow. I'll read that again. So those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Yet it seems that some of us, and sometimes you and sometimes I, we're really determined to do the opposite. We sometimes have a really bad year and we're kind of like, you know what, I'm going to pretend that doesn't, didn't even exist or that didn't happen. But what um, George is saying here is he's saying that, hang on, stop. Like if something bad happened or something good happened, whatever it might be, 
if we don't remember it, then we're bound to repeat it. So in the sense of, of it being a negative thing that could be repeated, maybe it could potentially not be repeated if we actually remembered it and learnt from it. So it's not healthy and it's definitely not productive to give in to the temptation of just trying to shut that year away and pretend it never existed. And to be honest, I had a pretty bad 2016. Like a lot of us, you know, in the media, they said, oh, 2016 was the worst year on record. All these famous people died. You know, that's true. A lot of really bad things happened. And for me, a lot of really less than wonderful things occurred in my fam- in my family alone, but also in workplaces and so on. And when I got to the end of the year as well, I thought, you know what, I could do that. I could very easily forget the year that um, we just went through. You know, it'd be a lot easier. But then I'm like, yeah, well, maybe there's people like like me out there. And that was one of the impetuses to create this workbook because I didn't want other people to do the same, to give in to this sense of trying to forget about a bad year, but rather extract out the best gold we can get from it. All right, so methods, discovering what worked and what didn't work. So for me, in life, not everything works and that's okay. I'm a bit of a perfectionist and those who know me will agree with that. And it's all right not to win at everything you do. So on this canvas, it's not so much about um, the accomplishments like on canvas two, on canvas one rather. This is all about the hows, the methods. So in my eyes, the process of planning is actually more important than the plan itself. And that probably sounds opposite, but for me, it's true because the exercise of planning is wonderful. It forces us to, on one side, identify our goals, the things that we want to do, things we want to achieve. But then on the other side, um, there's an acknowledgement of our ability that we have in order to achieve those goals. And so in one hand, you have um, your your set of goals. On the other hand, you have your ability. And so we need to make sure that there's a balance with both hands rather than it being lopsided in our approach to the year. So that's where methods kick in. And so when we look at the methods over the past year, ask yourself some questions about how things unfolded. So did the processes that you set up for yourself, um, were they useful? Were they helpful? Um, Perhaps even if they didn't lead to a win, was the process itself actually good? But maybe the end result wasn't ideal, but the actual process was excellent. So do some quality thinking. Maybe you arrived at a win accidentally. So maybe there's something that you can do there to perhaps try and manufacture those same conditions for a win more deliberately in the year to come. It's about examining the methods. So on Canvas 1, we dealt with moments about looking at those really great highlights. But Canvas 2 is about the methods. What led us to those wins or what led us to those failures? See, it's it's all right to to fail. Like C.S. Lewis said this, which is a very releasing statement. He said this, failures and repeated failures are the finger posts on the road to achievement. One fails toward success. So he's saying here that, you know, failure is going to happen. Failure, it shouldn't be something to, to be avoided or to be seen as an enemy, but rather little finger posts pointing us toward success, whether they be, be a lot of failures and a lot of signposts, it doesn't matter. You know, it's all right. I mean, please learn from your mistakes, but see them as signposts towards something greater. Don't just see it as something that you should avoid and um, be scared of. So in summary, analyze the methods, 
the how, the discovery of what worked and what didn't work. Because accidental success is great, but deliberate success is even better. All right, so now we come to the third easel. And the canvas propped up on this last easel is one which has the words painted on it, mindset, balancing your perspectives. And for me, towards the end of the year, my mind has a habit of rehearsing all the negative and the difficult things that happen during the year. So no doubt you've done this as well. I know there are others like us as well who do the same. And it can be for a lot of reasons, one of which can be we're just simply tired. It's okay to be tired. We've just had 12 months of being productive and giving our all. But the, here's the thing. If we leave this kind of thinking unchecked, it can allow negativity to gain a stronghold on us and to gain a stronghold over our perspective of how we felt the whole entire year rent went. And mass generalizations are simply not helpful. It's not helpful to see the whole year as a complete waste or as a complete win. We need to see that the 12 months as being something more nuanced than that with highs and lows and everything in between. So how do we do that? How do we check that our overall attitude is um, balanced, our perspectives are, are healthy? Well, I try to cognitively separate how the year felt between and how it went. So the only way we can really do that is to find some evidence. So again, this doesn't have to be a scary thing, but all it really involves is writing out some real tangible examples on a page and you'll find that does wonders because it's super vital that we understand the difference between feeling how the year went and actually seeing how the year went. There's a massive difference. We need to just find some, you know, even if it's anecdotal evidence to say to our minds, hey, what you just imagined in your head as having happened isn't true and the opposite as well. So it's really good to be able to say to ourselves, hey, you remember when this happened? And then we can go, oh yeah, you know what? I actually was more um, healthy than I thought I was or I was able to spend more time with the kids than, than I felt that I did. So regardless of the example that it might be in your case, the key is this. The key is to be able to find real proof or to real evidence to support your idea of your year being a good year or a bad year or whatever it is that assumption that you're trying to challenge. We need to find evidence to either support or disprove the way we feel. So as you can see, the three canvas system is really quite straightforward. It's not a great mystery. You don't have to be some special, super talented person to be able to complete it. And that was my aim. When I sat on the beach at the beginning of the year and I was thinking about you guys and about who I want to help and how I want to help, I thought I just needed to be able to do something that was simple that created significant outcomes. And I feel that this toolkit will do that for you. So if you haven't already, you can download it for free from the website. So just head over to nathanshooter.com forward slash blog forward slash 11. So there you'll see a prompt to be able to click and download. It's very straightforward to use. So when you go to do your self-evaluation, I would also encourage you to go somewhere different. I know for me, there's this concept that I live by, which is the climb a tree day. The whole idea of getting up and above and out of the different context of the visual context, anyhow, that you find yourself in day to day.
And at the beginning of every year, I go over to the coast and just, you know, book into a motel somewhere and then go and spend time going and visiting cafes dotted down the coast, go to the beach and just get myself out of my routine environment so I can do some out of routine thinking. And so when you come to your turn to do this evaluation, why not do the same? Go and maybe if you can't leave town, maybe just go to a different area um, in town where you don't normally go. Go and sit by the river or somewhere different just so you can experience um, full focus on what it is that you're doing rather than the day-to-day distractions of, you know, kids coming in and out of the room or, you know, the phone ringing or whatever it might be, you know. There's plenty of things that are trying to rob us of time to think about our thinking. So before you get stuck into doing the evaluation, I just want to just quickly outline just in the practical sense of what this is and what it isn't. So number one, it is a task you should do before setting goals. Two, it's a fact-finding mission and a fact-checking one. Number three, it's an opportunity to find gaps in your hard skills and soft skills. Four, it's meant to be an encouraging process. It's not meant to get you down. It's not meant to make you feel condemned. It's meant to make you feel uplifted. So make sure that you do that in a positive mental um, state or frame of mind. And the next one, it's about results. It's not just about aimlessly walking down um, memory lane and just reminiscing. And lastly, what it is, it is about honest answers. Not about kind of answers that are going to make you feel better about everything you ever wrote. Okay, so what isn't this toolkit? Well, it's number one, not a quick exercise. It's meant to take time. So I don't want it to take days and days, but you just meant to allocate enough time to give it the effort um, and the answers that you deserve. Okay, number two, what it isn't is another set of New Year's resolutions. This is not about another set of hollow promises. This is about finding information to set up for really good solid goals. And the third thing that this toolkit isn't is a system for setting goals. Like we said, evaluations should come first so you can have information as a baseline or a foundation on which to stack your new goals. And the fourth thing that this isn't is a performance review. Take the pressure off. Don't imagine that there's a whole bunch of board members sitting at a long table with you on the other side. That's not what this is about at all. This is about giving yourself an opportunity to look at what you achieved and what you didn't achieve and why. And also the mindset that went along with it and was it a healthy way of thinking about it. And the last thing this toolkit absolutely is not is a comparison game. This is not an opportunity for you to compare yourself to other people. Let them run their race. You've got yours to run. The focus of this toolkit is about comparing the person you can be compared to the person that you have been. So I really want to bring our focus in, not in the selfish sense, but just in the sense of this is what this exercise is about, is to just purely focus on you. Compare yourself to how you were and who you were so that we can set ourselves up to win for the future version of who we can be. So over to you. Go ahead, download the toolkit, write and respond in your own time. And I really hope that you'll be able to do some good thinking to give yourself a foundation or a baseline on which to set your goals for the new year. And lastly, I'd love to hear from you. If you've got some additional questions or different ways of reviewing your year, why not share them? Visit us at the website or even drop us a comment at Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And who knows, you might even find someone else that you can help as well. 
Until next time, find simple ways to create significant outcomes so you can live to accomplish. Find more insightful content at nathanshooter.com or simply search Nathan Shooter on most social platforms. Thank you.